from inside Memorial Stadium. This is the Huskers Radio Network podcast. All Huskers, all the time. Here's your host, Jessica Cootie. Welcome back into another episode of the Huskers Radio Network podcast. I'm Jessica Cootie, and I know everybody has been missing hearing those Australian accents. <laughs> so we are bringing in Jazz Shelley today to do a little update. We haven't talked to you in a while. How's it going? I'm good. I'm excited to be back in here and talk about basketball. So you've had a busy summer, first of all, before we uh, get to the team and anything like that, and uh, had a lot going on. Did you enjoy the summer? Yeah, it was nice. I finally got to go home and see my family and my brothers and sisters and everyone, so it was really nice to actually get back on home soil again. Because you hadn't been home in how long? Two years. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. What was the, your favorite thing that you did when you went back home? It was just kind of cool to see like my brother and sister because they didn't get to come over here to visit me. Um, just to see like their new home, their new girlfriends. Like I hadn't even, I've just spoken to everyone on FaceTime and it's kind of nice to actually go now and see it in real life. I felt like I missed out on a lot. So it was really cool to backtrack and see them and what's going on. Well, you had a uh, really neat opportunity. You're one of just 15 student athletes chosen to participate in the NBA student athlete. Summit was the first one that they did, and it was during NBA Summer League in Vegas. So tell us about that. First of all, how did you even get the call, the opportunity, how it even started from the beginning? Yeah, it all came as kind of a surprise. I haven't, obviously, it hasn't been ran before, so I didn't know anything about it. Um, Coach Williams got an email about it saying, is there anyone that you think would be interested? So she called me up and said, is this something you'd like to do? I don't know if you'll get it, but I'm just going to nominate you if that's something you want to do. And so she nominated me, and then I got an email to say that I got selected to go to the NBA Summer League for this networking summit. And it was kind of like a life-changing experience because I've never seen myself in the light of like a professional career. So now to be able to see like what goes on behind the scenes of the people who are playing on the basketball court was actually really cool, and it's kind of opened my eyes to what more I want to do in like the professional field. What made you interested in going in the first place when, when Coach Williams asked you? Um, it was definitely a summit that was based around like leadership as well and like leading teams and I felt like that's something that I want to strengthen for myself so to be able to go there and we found out like the people that were speaking I was like this is the perfect people I need to hear from to improve that part of my game as well so I thought that leadership aspect was best and I've never really been to a networking event where I was able to just go and listen to and speak with a bunch of people in like some awesome jobs in the league office and in the NBA. So what all what all did you guys do? You had you talk about the networking, you had panels, right? Mm-hmm. And and you had tours behind the scenes stuff too. What all did you guys do? Yeah, so we got to watch some of the summer league games. We got to speak to some of the coaches of the NBA teams. We got to speak to their general managers. Um, we got to hear from the CEO of the NBA. Um, we just dealt with a bunch of awesome people and we also got to speak to the ladies in the general office in the front office that they're one of million guys in that industry which is really cool to hear how powerful they were and how um, how they go about their business and they're just so professional and they're just hardworking. so it was really cool to hear from them we also went to a tech expo where I was able to then go and connect with people that um, worked in like the tech industry or people there was just a whole bunch of people in that expo that you were able to communicate with I found some Nebraska alums in the league office so that was really cool that's awesome was there one in particular um, panel or some person speech that impacted you the most or that you really uh, Mm -hmm. were impacted by the most Um, I'm trying to remember names 
um, I can't remember the exact name, but there was a lady that worked for, I think it was the Chicago, I think it was Chicago. She was just super powerful in, in I'm, I'm, I'm fumbled because I, I should remember her name, but she was just, the way she worked into getting into that position in the front office was just like inspiring and she pretty much said she got that job when she was the age of 40 and she was able to experience playing professional overseas and she really emphasized the aspect of go and play pro, go and live your life and these experiences that you get playing overseas and playing in the league and stuff now she feels like she's one of the best in the front office of what she does because of those experiences so it was really cool to hear that side because it's also like I want to do both like I want to play pro and I also want to have a professional career so it's like really cool to hear someone in a similar aspect for me yeah for sure so have you thought about the you know what direction you want to go because you, you talked about kind of narrowing down a career outside of basketball so mm -hmm. have you thought about that and, and what sounds interesting to you or are you still figuring that out still figuring out there was I'm really interested in like the social media mm -hmm. marketing sort of aspect also the advertising and even coaching so there's like still avenues I'm narrowing them down more and more and just I need to do some more like job shadowing and seeing like what interests me the most that's cool. So not only uh, was that a big part of your summer, but also, you know, with being a foreign student athlete with NIL, name, image, and likeness, with the rules and laws and all of that, you're not able to capitalize on NIL while you're here on U.S. soil, but you are able to do that when you go back home to Australia. So tell mm -hmm. us about that and how good that was for you to be able to do that when you went back home too. Yeah, that was really cool to get a touch of that. I mean, I haven't been able to do anything, so I was able to organize a little bit prior to leaving with like some brands and everything that I was going to work with, but I wanted to keep it still limited because I hadn't been home for so long that I didn't want to be overwhelmed with just dealing with NIL stuff. So I mainly worked with the ones that align more to like my values and stuff. So I was able, the main thing I was happy about, I was able to get like my brand, like t-shirt brands and, and stuff out there. So now I can go to the games and I can see kids with like Jazz Shelley jerseys and stuff, which that was the main thing I wanted to do. And that, that went really well. So that was really cool to now like walk down the street. And sometimes I even see someone wearing my jersey, which is, is really cool. So that was the best part. Did you already have the logo? Yeah, so my brother actually designed it. So oh, cool. he's a graphic designer for like his side job. So he was able, I pretty much told him kind of, what I was thinking and then he put it together first girl and I said yep that's awesome <laughs> that's awesome what did it mean to you because you know the the support here the fan support mm -hmm. we've talked a lot about that but uh, and even for women's sports is unreal and they've supported NIL opportunities for student athletes but for you when you got to go back home that the Husker fans wanted to support you in that yeah I think that was super overwhelming I was surprised at the number of t-shirts and hoodies I was able to sell and most of them did come from Nebraska because I think they saw it as more of we want to support her not like we want a t-shirt it was like it was really cool to see the people that interacted with that and said like we want to help like these Australian um, these Australian girls that can't um, profit off NIL but it was it was really cool to see how many Nebraska fans actually did invest into that. We talked with the compliance before and and we we had hit on this and and the fact that you are not allowed to do that but he had talked about how when you were going to go over there that it was immediate. They were figuring out how to make sure that everything was going to work for you. So mm -hmm. can you talk about working with the compliance department mm -hmm. here and yeah. how helpful they have been for you in navigating this? Oh, yeah, they're incredible. Everything that I do, I trust going through Jonathan and Jamie Vaughn. And um, 
they're always the ones they'll never say no first but they tell me not to do it and then they make sure they go through every possible person to see if I'm allowed to do these things or not and they were the one that found that loophole to be like you can if you go home you can go and make money and they were they were right on helping me with everything with that so our compliance office has been incredible with me and they want they want internationals to profit off NIL as, as much as I do so it's really cool you've been vocal and I know you felt it was important to use your voice what potentially could happen is there any changes that could happen or is it right now what's in place is probably what's going to be in place for a while I think for right now it's probably going to be in place for a while but I'm hoping that me having like a bigger platform that I can voice to hopefully show how much we are like missing out on that hopefully in the future they can change it but it's NIL so new and it's not actually the NCAA it's not uh, Nebraska it's it's the immigration office so it's like it's bigger than what people think it is so I feel like it's going to take a bit of time to change but there's definitely people behind the scenes trying to find loopholes trying to find a way we can like fixate the rule but I'm not sure yet. So what I mean what have you been told could potentially happen what needs to happen what how do you help with that I guess? Um, I think the only thing is like I'm going to capitalize on when I go back home again um, that's the main loophole to try and try and make money. Right now, um, I found a loophole that I can still go and do like autographs and signings and stuff. But now my profits that I would make for my service is now I'm going to give them to a charity. And I would love to do that with like if they're selling Husker Shelley jerseys. I know I can't get the money, but I would love for it to go somewhere else at least at this point. If yeah. I can't receive it, then I would hope the money would go somewhere else. That's amazing. Um, that's the only things that I've kind of got in place right now. So I, I read somewhere where it's what, like 15% of student athletes across all sports make up from foreign countries. Mm -hmm. Do you feel, um, I mean, using your platform, do you feel obligated to do that? I mean, what is that like having that responsibility that you have that platform? Is that something that you are passionate about? And is it pressure, I guess? Yeah, I've never really been like a very vocal person with like issues and stuff like I'm an advocate but I haven't always been good at using my platform and using my voice and I feel like this is something that is super important for 15% of college athletes and I think with having the platform and how much I'm missing out on it's kind of cool to share my story and there's definitely a lot of people in the same position that um, I think it's important for me it is it is pressure because I you don't want to say the wrong thing you don't want to um, do anything but I'm I'm obviously always I'm grateful for having a scholarship to go to school for free and that's something I never want people to think that I'm like talking down about that I'm just I'm really grateful for that so that's the pressure part that I'm trying not to like say anything wrong but I'm also really like passionate about it and want to speak up for those international students yeah for sure would you have thought when you came over to play ball in the United States that it would go it would uh, grow into what it is today with your platform with the amount of kids that have bought your t-shirt now and the platform that you have would you have thought that it would have been as big as it has become I had no idea no <laughs> I honestly had no idea what I was what I was getting into when I came over to America and it's really cool to see where I'm at now so we we sat down with you um, last fall and um, Izzy and Ruby and you hadn't played but you knew that this was the spot for you so now that you've been here a year mm -hmm. and you got a feel for it how do you reflect on the, the last year? I mean, I think we did really well and we set out some goals and we achieved them goals. I think we still fell short and I still think there's um, more that we can show Husker Nation and I think 
that our team's working really hard and every single person on that team believes that we can, we can show more. But last year was, was awesome and it's hard to not reflect on that, but we also want to move forward because we have a really special team again this year. What about just the, you know, being here in Lincoln, the support, the playing in front of the fans and PVA, um, was it what you expected? No. <laughs> I had no idea. And then it just kept growing and growing and growing. And the support that people showed me, and even when, like, when my family, like when my parents and my grandparents came over, the way the Husker Nation treated them, it was, it was unreal, something I never expected. So when you, I know you, you don't want to reflect, but when you closed the chapter, when you had your meetings with coaches and you reflected on what you did last year, what were some of the conversations that you had and you've even with yourself about mm -hmm. where your game needs to improve the yeah. most and what you need to do this season? I think personally for me, um, coming in as like a newbie last year, I felt like I was a good leader, but I didn't ever want to overstep because I felt like I had to kind of earn the respect first. And so I wasn't as vocal as I possibly could have been. So I think this year, taking on more of that leadership role and being more vocal and really setting the standard and um, bringing in those new girls or the freshmen coming into sophomore year, like really making sure that they have a leadership role too and trying to bring everyone up, I think that's going to be important um, going into next year. What about on the court and that area? I think we just have to continue to believe in our abilities. I think um, we need to realize that when we do make the NCAA tournament that we deserve to be there and there is n no reason why we can't go and make a run deep into that tournament. And I think it was a blessing in disguise maybe losing that first game. Now we have that fire to be like, well, we just watched four teams that we've beaten go to the Sweet 16. So I feel like now we've got that be like, we can do that too. So I think that that belief will be really important in the back end of the season for us. Just what about your personal game? Do you, is there certain areas that you focused on going into this next season? Yeah, I definitely want to pick it up on the defensive end. I think that um, I can be a very consistent defender and um, last year I mean I was in the defensive team but I think I could have done more for our team to be more of that consistent get after it defender and not ever have lapses and I also think on the offensive end I'm trying to be more of a three level scorer and not rely on three point shot as much trying to get more in the paint and be have more of a score first mentality which open up those passes a little better. Okay, so what about just this summer because we heard last year how competitive it was and how mm -hmm. that really set up for you guys opening up on the win streak that you did to start the season. How was the summer compared, I guess, in that regard to what you guys did last year? Yeah, I think this summer's already different, having not so many new people come in. So, like, I think we're getting through our offenses a lot quicker. We're getting through our defense, trying to get the concepts through to the, to the new girls isn't as difficult as it was for, what, like six or seven newbies last year. So it's kind of we get to pick up where we left off, and I think it's a super competitive culture already. Um, there's a lot of new pieces that um, bring great things to our team, so I think it's going to be exciting. How do you guys approach last year going into the season? Not many people were talking about you, and it took mm -hmm. a while for people to really notice what Nebraska women's basketball is doing. Now you're already in somebody's way too early top 25, yeah. and people are going to be paying attention to what Nebraska did because of what you guys did last year. So how do you change the approach or manage those expectations of now, now there are expectations yeah. for our program. Yeah, that's something we've definitely spoken about, and that's why I said I don't want to reflect on last year because it's what we did was, was incredible, but it's also we know we still have more to prove and more to show, um, the NCAA. So we pretty much just don't want to get wrapped in the pressure, and we have to believe that we're the underdogs every game. And we have a motto right now, which is, like, expect more. 
So we're expecting more every day. We're doing, um, we finish conditioning, expect more. So we're going to do some abs and med ball slams and we're doing a bike workout. It's like, no, expect more, one more rep. So that's kind of the motto we have going on in our team right now. That's awesome. Okay, well, expect more. Let's expect more from Husker Nation. They were great last year, but mm -hmm. let's, let's expect them. We've already talked about a sellout game, which is <laughs> we're going to figure out which game that is and we're going to push it and, you know, the, the ticket sales, all of that. But how important is that for Husker Nation to make PBA really a, an impossible atmosphere for opposing teams? Yeah, I mean, last year was nearly an impossible atmosphere, <laughs> but I think we can definitely go further. And I think um, it is good with that expectation a little bit because people expect us to be good. And I, I really think it's really cool to have those fans in there and they we really ride with them. And I think it's really important. That's why... We only lost one game at home last year, and I think we could have an undefeated season at home this year, and I think we could sell out a crowd. And you guys were top 15 in attendance again, but mm -hmm. let's get to top five, yeah, right? Yeah, let's do it. Top 10. <laughs> um, but what does that support mean to you guys I as like, a team? Yeah, like I said, it's we ride with them, and it's we pick up. They're awesome. I don't even know how to explain it. It's whenever they're there, you just feel it, and you feel how much they support you. And even if you lose a game, I mean, they're on your back. Like, they help you. They're not ever uh, – because they know we work hard. We know we, we work hard for them, and we really um, embrace them and, and want to be close with them, and we really appreciate them. And I don't really know how we can, like, express, like, our appreciation, but we need them. How do you – so you guys were – you just said it. You lost one game at home. How do you um, – take that I know it's hard without having the crowd behind you but how do you get better and defend and be as good on the road as you are at home mm -hmm. I think consistency this season is going to be super important and that's that's kind of why we have the expect more so we're never just we're, never, we're always focused on doing a little bit extra we're always focused on being the better team and working harder at practice than, the, than another team is somewhere else you know and I think that if we really continue to believe in each other and we stay consistent with that I think we can beat any team anywhere Love it. Hard classes. How's school going? It's a lot. <laughs> I'm taking 17 credits right now, so I've been oh, a bit wow. full on. But trying to do this now so I can next next semester when it's season, I'm light of load. Yeah, awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, appreciate your time. Always enjoy talking with you and can't wait. Gosh, we're getting closer and closer to basketball yes, season. <laughs> Opening night also did want to mention that too. That that was a fun event last year. It's going to be fun again this year. And mm -hmm. um, how much do you guys want Husker Nation to come out and just even experience opening night with, with men's basketball as well? Yeah, I missed it last year. I was in Jordan. So this is oh, my yeah. first opening night. So I'm super excited. It was a big turnout last year and we love Husker Nation to be there and come support early on. You an STG fan? SDG. Oh, I've the never, rapper? never heard of his music, to be honest. <laughs> Andrew's disappointed in you now. Sorry. It, no, it should, be, it should be a great night again. That's coming up September 30th inside PBA. Tickets are free, but you do have to get tickets. So get your first look at Nebraska men's and women's basketball teams coming up September 30th on opening night. All right, Josh, I appreciate your time. Thank you. And make sure you subscribe and like wherever you listen to Never Miss an Episode right here on the Huskers Radio Network podcast.